This episode and most episodes of A Beer With are recorded live in Diffuse Studios. So we're running a competition at the moment. If you want to enter, all you have to do is go to our socials. So it's either our Facebook or our Instagram page. And we've got a photo of the studio, the main workstation there. And we're asking the question. There's two questions. So the first question is, which is the most expensive piece of equipment in the photo? The second one is, what's the most used piece of equipment in the photo? So for each correct answer, you'll get a chance uh, in the draw. And there'll be two people who are going to win. Uh, and it'll be two hours of free studio hire. So if you're interested in studio hire um, and you want to get some free studio hire, just go to our socials. It's just Diffuse Studios on all of the platforms. So it's D-I-F-F-U-S-Z-E-D Studios. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Go and comment on the post with your answers. If you're correct, you'll get a draw into the into the draw. Um, and then we'll basically be choosing two random people on the 1st of February. So you've got the 1st of February to enter that draw. Also for this week, uh, if you listen to this on the week when it comes out, if you share the post as well, you'll also get another entry into the draw. So there's a potential to get three entries into the draw um, and be one of the lucky two people to win some studio time at Diffuse Studios. Our sponsors, Dad's Beer Fridge. You go to dadsbeerfridge.com.au. The shirts are great. I love my shirts that I've got from those guys. Um, and some of the new designs, they're always coming up with new ones. Um, some of the new ones are really sort of there's political ones and some really current uh, sort of shirt designs. Um, I've also got all the beer, the old beer puns uh, with, you know, I've got the Dalai Lager. There's like Oprah Tin Free. There's so many. Like I can't even sit here and sort of list them off for you because there's actually is so many designs that they actually do. So um, if you want to check it out, it's www.dadsbeerfridge.com.au. Go to the website, have a look at some of their designs and see if there's anything that you might like to get. So in this episode, I've got John Epps. So where's Johnny? Uh, he's got his YouTube channel. And so in this episode, we do discuss depression and mental health issues. So if that's something you're suffering with or you need to get some help, or this brings up any feelings that you really need to talk to someone about, make sure you call Lifeline on 131114. All right, let's get that music rolling and get this episode underway. Hi guys, welcome back. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host Jai, and today on the episode we have Where's Johnny? Now, Where's Johnny or John Epps, uh, he's been a DJ and sort of in the music industry for quite a while, and that's how I know him. But more recently, he's just started his YouTube channel, which is really shining a light on depression um, and something that he's going through uh, you know, in his life. And it's something that is really raw, really awesome to see someone putting themselves out there and sort of shining a light on this um, to help other people connect. And hopefully, um, you know, some good will come of, you know, something that he struggles with uh, himself on a daily basis. So I don't give too much away, but make sure you go check out his um, his channel. It's Where's Johnny? Um, I'll have links to it in all the socials, but it's a really great channel. Um, it's really enlightening for people who maybe uh, don't experience these kind of things, um, but it's just really great to see someone out there sort of putting shining a light on this. So um, yeah, let's just get straight into it, guys. So as always, sit back, crack a beer if you have one, and enjoy the episode. This is a beer with Where's Johnny? Thanks for coming in, brother, and um, and helping set up all the cameras and stuff. Um, the first one with video, so it's pretty exciting, man. We get to uh, 
people get to see our ugly mugs on on the screen. So thanks for having me. No, yeah, yeah, all pleasure. good, all good. No hair and makeup today, sorry. So um, <laughs> hopefully the lighting you brought in will be, um, you know, will work well. So, but um, how was? Uh, I've seen you just being on a bit of a holiday, mate. How was? How was that? Um, holiday was. Um, it's much needed. Yeah. It was the first time I've taken a holiday in about three years, see? Yeah. I've got this problem where I'm an alcohol. Sorry, alcoholic. <laughs> Workaholic. Alcoholic. <laughs> That's only on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. No, well, what I have a tendency to do is feel guilty if I just relax. Yeah, if you... For not doing stuff or not, yeah. not doing work. So, like, I really need the holiday and to kind of place myself in a space where I should feel guilty for working. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah, exactly, yeah. Take the jacket off. You yeah, it's too hot, mate. <laughs> um, so, so you over, you went to, to Bali, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. How, how was it? What, uh, what did you get up to over there? Just full relaxation mode? Um, yeah, the, the, my goal was to just reflect and, and try to, you know, gather my, gather my thoughts and yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe look at how I want to proceed. And and stuff like that, but we we just we ended up drinking a <laughs> yeah. lot more. Than, yeah, than you had thought than you were anticipated. Going. Well, the other the other goal was to just to go surfing. Yeah, and you surf you do much surfing well, then? Look, I'm not good. Yeah, yeah, but I enjoy trying. I can yeah. stand up, but um, you know, unfortunately, you know, the waves are over there or they're not, and so yeah. for us there weren't many waves. So yeah. On the piss instead. Yeah, drinking and <laughs> yeah. and swimming and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So how long was that? You over there for <clears throat> a week or something or what? Two um, weeks? We were there for 10 days. 10 days, yeah, yeah. That's a good amount of time. I found when I was over there, it's like I sort of got over it for a little bit. You know when you like walk down the street and like everyone's trying to sell you something? Or, yeah. You know, like, and you just, I'm like, I just want to walk down to wherever I'm going. Like, yeah. You know, and do my what I'm doing, and everyone's trying to yell at you, like, "Oh, what do you come here? Come check this yeah. out! Like, you want a photo with this? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I've been here about five or six times, so I'm pretty yeah. used to that. So you know, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I'm a I'm a brown guy, so when yeah, I've got yeah, sunnies ten. on, some of them just think, you know, they think I'm you're a local or something. I'm a local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's good. Be incognito a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. And um, so you've come back now and obviously right back into the channel. For anyone who doesn't know, you've got the YouTube channel, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, where's Johnny? So how's that been going anyway? Well, look, I'll, yeah, I'll just give a background for Yeah, for let everyone listen. Yeah, yeah, that, um, I, I've, I've been fighting depression for, I think, you know, about five years for this inning. Mm -hmm. And I also care for my mother who has schizophrenia. So yep. um, about a year and a half ago, I was in um, a really dark place and I decided to to start filming uh, my experiences and um, I started putting together a, doc a docu-series, which yep. is – I didn't initially think that's, that's what it was going to be or plan mm. for that to happen. It's just that as my idea – as I went along with the production of my idea, I started to refine the direction of that. Yeah, okay, yeah. And now I've, um, you know, a year and a half has gone by since and I've produced um, a 15-episode series that, yeah. that we're currently um, 
releasing on a weekly basis. So I'm currently up to it's 11, I suppose. The 11th episode. At yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about to come out. Yeah, cool. And so what's you've got the 15, so have you already like shot and planned them out kind of thing or was it is it still sort of you're still coming up with concepts or ideas for it or what? Because you've got, what, four episodes left then? That's right. Well, look, when I started filming, I didn't know how to film. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. So what I did was, um, well, I didn't know how to edit, but I knew yeah. I figured out how to use a camera. Yeah. And so I just took the camera with me everywhere. Yeah. And for starters, I, I thought, well, my first question was to my therapist. And I had to ask my therapist, like, hey, can I film our yeah. therapy session? What, what did she say to that? Because you, <clears throat> I remember you mentioned that in the in the one of your episodes. What was her reaction to that? Because I imagine that most, that's not real common for someone to come no, in and ask that for well, the session. it's not common but, at all. But yeah. I, I put it through her way and I said, look, um, don't answer just yet. I'm just going to go and step outside for a moment. Yeah. You can think about it. Yeah. If you want to say no, then... That's completely fine, yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, I'll, I'll step out and you can you can ponder on that. Yeah. So I gave her a bit of time to think about it. Before. Yeah. Yeah, which is important because she's got to think about. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I mean, like, yeah, you know, question it's like her that. career as well, and like you know, I'm sure there's ethical things that yeah. they have to think about. There are, and it's also um, there's also the case that you know my therapist is there to do a job mm. and. Um, there's the possibility that doing your job in front of a camera is going to affect um, her, I guess, or will possibly affect her being efficient at her job. Mm. You know? And she's being recorded as yeah, well. Yeah, it's something time. they're not used to as a therapist. Yeah, they're yeah, not so usually recorded. They're usually in, in sessions, you know, like with everyone. So the truth is she was, I, yeah, I really did put her on the spot. Yeah, and um, that's why I said, look, just think about it, yeah, and don't um, don't feel obliged and yeah. say so. No, if that's what you want to do, so yeah, um, I got really lucky, and she agreed. Yeah, and ever since, yeah, I've just turn up to every therapy session, which I, I still go to. Yeah, and I record them. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably like kind of valuable too. Like if you know if you've had a really good session, and there were some things that you actually wanted to remember that you talked about yeah you've yeah. actually got them on footage yeah like that's actually probably valuable for you as well yeah like, yeah the contents know? it's really good and see I had <clears throat> with talking about mental health and these these issues there they're really serious mm. and one of my goals was to try to be as truthful and transparent as I can and mm. that's not an easy task no no so it is something that you have to consciously Keep trying to do. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Mm. It's not like you switch it on and you switch it off. Yeah. You have to make. You've got to practice it. Correct. So that you can do it when you're trying to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, well, you know, um, I think this is a really good step forward. Yeah. Into that area. Into that area. If I can record my therapy sessions, Mm. which is, if you can imagine how um, intimate those conversations could be. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. um, Then that would help me get into that space where I, I think the goal of my goal was to at least build some sort of trust or build some sort of um, if you, look, if you want to build connections 
I think they're all based on trust. If you yeah. Know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and building connections with people who are suffering and it, it's just really hard because it's really hard to find people who really understand. And that's mm. the problem with mental health issues is that they're invisible. Mm. You know, we don't even see them. That's it, yeah. And so, you know, I think part of that was me to show that. And, yeah. And it's kind of like proof. Yeah. And hopefully I can build something from that. And that yeah. was the concept. Yeah, exactly. And, <clears throat> like, that's exactly what you're doing, really, with the, you know, with the show, bringing that light to it. Because <clears throat> I'd known, like, not, you know, we weren't best friends or anything, you know, for years. But yeah. we've known who each other were for years, yeah. you know, um, yeah. back when you did Antiheroes and all that, which I definitely want to get to later. Um, but, yeah, like, I I never saw it, you know, like, because obviously I was on, I was just seeing your social media and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. every now and again in a club, oh, how you going, man? Good to see you. Like, have a drink. But, you know, like like you say in, in the show, it's like, you know, no one saw this, no one knew it. Well, it's 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 too easy to cover up. Mm. It, it is easy. Well, the thing, I've, I've thought about this and it's, it's kind of like there's, there's a meme on the internet where, you know, we, where people wear, wear the happy face out. Yeah, yeah. Like, really deep down you're struggling but even then like everyone wears a mask yeah like if you go to work you wear your work mask yeah if you're a parent when you're around children you you wear your, your parent children mask yeah. and, you know yeah, exactly. once you're socializing yeah. with different people you're constantly changing how you apply yourself and present yourself to the world mm. and you know it's it's no different from that yeah yeah, yeah. and so um with it like the first episode, like, how was that launch that you did um, at Ex-Cargo, um, you know, the launch night where you did you know, the first episode or the first couple of episodes that you did at Ex-Cargo? What, how, how was that night? Well, look, it, I've been working on the series for approximately one year and three months. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, I guess, at, at the launch night was the first time that I had Ed, the series or some of the episodes yep. to an audience. Yep. So, so no me, one had seen it before. Yep. Or maybe you'd showed to some people or anything. Yeah. Like right. friend, a few friends or a something. Few, yeah, just yeah. a few on the inside circle. But we're, we're talking about this is the first time I've added to a public audience. Yeah. And that was, yeah, it's a big moment. <clears throat> it's quite nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, you see, there's, there's a lot of... Um, there are a lot of barriers I had to break down mm-hmm. just to make the decision to build it in the first place, which was yeah. Um, well, which, which is one of my biggest fears is um, is to be vulnerable, mm. and my biggest fear is for people to just see who I really am. Yeah, and um, in order for me to break that fear was to make the conscious decision, not just to let it be seen. I think. Doing the opposite of hiding yourself, yeah, is actually advertising yourself. Yeah, you so being I mean. there as well, like before it starts. Hey, I made this. This is mine. Yeah, it's, it's watch not, it. Not yeah. just like send a link anonymously on social media and people click it and watch it and message back. Oh, that was so good, kind of thing. Actual That's right. So it's people me, there. Yeah. So before I even got to that point, I had to spend about three months fighting my own crippling doubts about what the hell am I doing if you know yeah I mean? exactly because my fears were just constantly attacking me and 
I was second guessing myself every week. But I'd I'd made that decision. Um, It took me about three months to kind of be okay with the decision of of creating what I've created. But after a year and a bit, it occurred to me that I still haven't taken that step because no one's seen it yet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, at that stage. It came back to me and I was like, fuck. um, Yeah. Well, you know, I can't back out now. Exactly. Yeah, just have to go, go ahead and 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 press the play button. Yeah. And look, my biggest problem with that was that I'd also planned to do a speech following that. Yeah. And you know, I guess the second thing on my affairs list is is public speaking. Yeah. Okay. So you're really tackling everything in one night. Well, yeah. Well, I <laughs> yes. just thought, well, this is probably the best time to talk. But yeah. Oh man, I'm really stitching myself up here. Mm. Um, Throwing yourself in the deep end straight up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, I went ahead and I, I went through the lot. And I'm, I'm really grateful because all the people who turned up, um, just, you know, the support, I could feel that. Yeah. I could feel that everyone was just behind me. They weren't sitting there waiting to, to judge me and see what I did and yeah. then deem whether it was good or not. They were already... Yeah. Didn't matter what it they was. They were all in They were proud anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd done a fair amount of marketing, which alluded to what I was doing anyway. Yeah. A lot of people had picked up as to mm. what this is going to be about. And just understanding that was enough for people yeah. to, to already kind of throw their support behind me. So, yeah, yeah very lucky. In how, how was the feeling afterwards? Like after you played the, was it three episodes you played? And I imagine that there would have been a bit of an applause and everything. Everyone would have been like, you know, loving it, like, you know, yeah. congrats kind of thing. How did that feel? At the it, end? Was, it that, was that relief of, oh, they like it, you know? I had some friends who went out and bought roses. Yeah. So they could throw them onto the. Oh, stage. that's so awesome! <laughs> that's great. So it was cool. I yeah, I got a, there was a standing ovation. They threw roses awesome, at me. Man. Awesome. And, you know, I, I couldn't have been. Um, any more appreciative yeah. within that moment because, yeah. like I said, um, their support was felt yeah. and it, it helped me yeah. relax and be mm. comfortable with what I was trying to do. Mm. Therefore, I was able to deliver it in a much smoother way than I anticipated originally. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, the, for the night, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I even said to you, I messaged you once I watched it. I think it came out the next week. And I said, oh, man, I'm so glad I didn't come to the launch. And you were like, why? And I was like, oh, man, I would have been crying. I would have had <laughs> tears down my eyes. Like, you know, just because it's just the the message and, and everything was so raw, which yeah. is what you're trying to get across, obviously, that realness and that raw sort of thing, you know. Um, and like I said, because I'd known of you, you know, for so many years and not known anything, would never have guessed, Yeah, uh, you know, as, yeah. as you mentioned in the show. But um like seeing that then and just you putting yourself out there like that, like what you were just talking about is, yeah. you know, like I was just like, oh, man, that's that's so awesome seeing someone be that raw and put themselves out there. Like I was just like, yeah, loving it, you know. like Well, I, I don't think you can approach these situations with any less. Yeah, exactly. Just... It's a very severe um, topic. It's a very severe. Um, there can be severe consequences. Yeah. You know, it's depression. The rates of suicide with that 
Yeah, the, they're astounding, and it's it needs to it needs real a real approach. And I just thought, you know, you have to give it a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, if you want to make any sort of a difference. Yeah. <clears throat> My goal was maybe I could help one person and like, mm. I can only hope then that makes all of this work worth it if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, of course. But even then, I it was just, it was a gamble. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if it's going to work or not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. And um, I just applied um, a year and a half's worth of work yeah, on exactly. that gamble, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And one of the things I love about it so much, and now whenever I hear someone say, oh, that's too much work or that's too much effort or I don't know how to do that, yeah, I instantly now always think of you because, you know, you taught yourself how to video, you taught yourself how to edit, you taught yourself how to tell stories. From, like you've been showing me all this stuff while we're setting up and about yeah. all these angles like yeah. a professional who's been to, you know, film school or something, but you've just taught yourself. Yeah. And so now like whenever I hear someone say that to me like I've always thought that's an excuse like you know I can't do it because it's too much work or I don't know how to yeah I've always thought that's an excuse but now in my mind I just I just see your face pop up in the back like (laughs) oh you can you can totally do it like it's about putting in the work and effort and I think that's also part of what I love about like I you know obviously I love the message and everything you're trying to do but I love that um that self-made taught yourself you know figured it all out like yeah, it's it's almost twenty twenty. Well, the information's out there; you can do it. I, I dedicated myself um, fanatically. Yeah, and it's not the case; it's not a hundred percent case that I, I, I just that I just wanted to help other people. Yeah, I was trying to help myself. Yeah, yeah, of and um, and I have to say that was the first and foremost. That was my decision. Was I, I think I'm trying to I'm. I'm going to try and claw my and claw my way out of the situation. I have to say it like that because yeah. that's essentially how it feels. Mm. That's what it's like, and it's to the extent that I would sometimes it literally think it's just not quite possible yeah. to claw your way out of the depths of mm-hmm. the abyss yeah. because that's just how it feels. Yeah. And after. After years and years of this experience, you know, it's not like people don't try or don't want to get out of it. Yeah. After years and years of, of, of this battle, you do start to wonder, is it possible? Yeah. This, you think, is this me forever? Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm really sick of this. Um, it's, I'm really sick of this. Yeah. And it's, it's just... It's so severe and it's it's really I don't I, I can't bring the words up, but I I got I kind of lost my patience. And yeah. I thought, look, it's such a, a bad thing to have. There's only bad things that come from it. And, and I'm not winning this fight. Yeah. Maybe I can maybe I can use depression to create something from it. Maybe I can actually find some sort of positive Yeah. Um, output from this. If I'm going to live with this for the rest of my life, yeah. this is the consideration. It's not to say that I'm giving up the fight, or maybe it is. Maybe I am giving up the fight and 
now I'm going to accept that I have to live with this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, how do I proceed with the rest of my life? Yeah. And so that was part of my decision process was, well, you know, I don't want to live this horrible life. Let's try and do something with this. Yeah. I want to try and create something positive from this. Mm -hmm. And one of my real gripes was how lonely I felt with it. Yeah. Because it's an invisible, it's invisible. I just don't know who has, I look at the statistics, the statistics tell me that I should have at least 10 friends who have this too, but Mm. I cannot see it and I feel completely alone. Mm. And so, you know, I just wish that I had someone who I could go, hey, me too, and have a conversation. Mm. And then maybe we can connect over it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's really isolating. And so part of the decision or a very big part of the decision of my motivation was to create this so that maybe if I advertise that I have this, then one of my own friends will go, hey, yeah, me too. Yeah. Because now I'm making it visible instead yeah. of invisible. Mm. You get what I mean? Yeah. And unfortunately, I've got too many friends who have it. And that's. So they have reached out. Oh, they have. Yeah, now they have. But they're like, oh, man, and it's not I a good thing because. It's yeah, really yeah. So now, now I know that I've got a bunch of friends who are suffering. Well, it's not a good thing, <laughs> but it is at the same time because of what you said. Like now we, they all, you know, or well, I'm, I'm not sure if they all know from each other but you know and you can it's true they can send you a message and say man i'm feeling real you're right and you can you'll know from experience how they feel no yeah you're right it's bad news (coughs) it's bad news for me to hear that my friends are also suffering Mm. in in a really bad place yeah but it's good news that now we can identified each other and and we can not alone well exactly yeah i know it's hard you know it's hard at least we can walk this journey together. Yeah. Not alone. Yeah. And then some, for some reason, to me, that feels like all the difference. Yeah. Just so, yeah. Just it, like, you, like you just said, makes all the difference. Yeah. Like to know that someone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just me. I'm not the only one kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so how has it been since it's released? Like have you had lots of those messages of people contacting you saying, you've basically said what I feel, but so good to see someone or how's that been have you had people reach out yeah look follow following the upload of the first few episodes yeah um i didn't expect it was a really unexpected thing happened for me yeah it was um there was an absolute deluge yeah of people writing messages to me and these messages are not small they're not just like hey man this was cool me too no this was full essays of heartfelt messages and life stories and initially it was just too much to handle because it It all came at the same time yeah Yeah. yeah. took me about three days to just kind of get my head straight yeah and so um I didn't reply to many of them or I just, I couldn't think of what to say because it's just a lot of information to take in at once. Yeah. So I I gave them small responses just to acknowledge that they've been read. But then I I thought about it on the third or fourth day and I went back and read every single one of them again. And, you know, I think I cried about five times just reading them. Yeah. And I, I, 
I was asking myself, what, what, are, what, are, what are these messages? They're not just messages. First yeah. of all, the people are pouring their hearts out to me. Mm. And if you ever engage in a conversation with anyone and someone is actually talking to you from their heart, yeah. pouring out their real life story to you, you are in very privileged spot. Yeah. So first of all, I had to be grateful for my position. Yeah, exactly. And nothing anyone says that's from the heart is boring. Yeah. And it's all absolutely worth listening to. Mm. And um, so the second thing I, I, I realise is that um, I appreciate hearing what people have to say because mm. it's just worth it. It's yeah. worth reading. Someone said. Someone said to me that it's oh, it's really nice that you read these comments. I get that a lot, but I'm like, well, no, actually, I'm I'm really lucky. Yeah, I get it's really to read. nice that you send them. Yeah. I get to read them. Yeah. I'm I'm the privileged spot. Yeah, and it really is. It's a yeah. real privilege, and it's become one of my favorite pastimes. Yeah, and another another point is that in my darkest, I would never reach out to anyone. I, I hid my depression from my family, from everyone. And I, yeah. I went out of my way to make sure no one knew. And here I am being, you know, being confided in by all these people. And, yeah. and to me it's phenomenal. Because yeah. maybe they hide it from everyone else and you're the only one that they've Correct. told. You know? Well, I couldn't imagine myself doing it. Yeah. So there's something more to it than that. Yeah. So that's why it took me a long time to figure out what these are. You know, yeah, and how do I proceed from here? Because the next thought I had was, well, I'm not a I'm not a therapist. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just in a unique position now where people yeah. people um, trust me. They trust you because you've been so honest. Yeah, about yourself. You know, yeah. which is which is good. And I. I just feel lucky because it's it's what I aimed for. Didn't expect to throw the dart and feel like I've hit the bullseye. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a million things that could have gone wrong. All I wanted was one thing to go right, but they all seem to just yeah strike at once. And so it's it's. Uh, I'll tell you a story. Yeah, a guy. Um, a guy who I hadn't spoken to for, I met him very briefly, barely knew him, just knew the name, knew the face. Yeah. Um, he writes me a message saying, hey, man, like, you've changed my life. Mm. And to read the words, hey, you've changed my life, or to be told the words, you've changed my life. I mean, how many times has someone said that to you? I don't you? think anyone said that to me. No, no, no. that's a big that's a big deal, yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is the most, I think this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. I've yeah. ever been, you know, I've ever been. Excuse me. Yeah. I get emotional. But I, he says to me, I went to the therapist today first time in my life that's awesome that yeah he says 
it was good. I, I crashed and burned later, but it was good, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And since I barely knew the guy, but since then, I was just been conversing with him. Hey, how are you? Every week. Yeah, how are you, my man? Yeah, not 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 great. Yeah, me neither. Because I'm still I've still got my um I've still got my challenges. Yeah. And then a few months have gone by and he says to me, Okay, you know, my Regular message, how are you today, my mate? Have you been looking after yourself? And he says to me, things are really good. It's great. Yeah. He says, I'm enjoying my life now. And I've worked hard to get through a lot of problems and things have coming together. And, you know, that's, that story is, is you know, I just... I've got no words, man. Yeah, it does. What can be better than that? You've done something like that's what you set out to do. Initially, you said help one person. Yeah, you've you know like that's right it, right there. You've you know mission accomplished. Yeah, I'm sure there's much more to there's do. More. <laughs> you know, there's there's much more work there's, to do. I've got so much work more work. And so to many do. more people to help, but like you know, yeah. like that's what you're talking well, about. There is mission accomplished. Example. You know, like well, he's, he's not the only example. Yeah, I've yeah. actually got quite a um, yeah a plethora of people who are who I'm constantly in touch with, and I, I honestly I just think that just keeping the communication lines open. Yeah, I'm not certain, but I've just got a feeling that 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 is actually at least going to keep things from getting worse. Yeah, and to me. That's an achievement. That's something. Oh, man. That's, that's something. something to be so proud of. Yeah, yeah. Like, you so, know, like just hearing that, I'm like, I feel proud of you, man, to like, you know, everything you set out to do, it's you. It's actually happening and you're yeah. doing it, you know. So that's that's awesome, you know. Um, do we need to restart this recording on this camera? I was just thinking. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Do we miss some of it? I have no idea. Oh, that's all right. We'll just keep going. Yeah, yeah, we've got the audio. <laughs> so we're just doing um, some video as well. So we need to, it only goes half an hour. So we're trying to get that sorted as well. So hopefully we've got some of that on there. But um, yeah, man, that's um, that's so, so good to hear that, you know, like everyone talks about having a successful channel, social, you know, like as far yeah, as a yeah, channel yeah, goes and all yeah. that. But to me, hearing that, means that it already is a successful channel, you know? Like it doesn't, as far as plays and all that go, like it's already doing what you intended it to do, so it's it's already great. Yeah, look. And obviously you want to grow it and you want to reach do, more people. Yeah. But like, you there's, know. There's like, so many challenges with yeah. growing um, a YouTube channel from complete scratch. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, um, it's a real numbers game. Apparently, look, I and I'm still I'm still figuring it all out. I've never done this before. And yeah. you know, trying to figure out how the marketing, internet marketing and all that yeah. stuff goes with this. That's what I'm just really delving into lately as yeah. well. Trying to figure that out to figure out how you can reach more people. Yeah. You know, it's not fun, but it's necessary. Yeah. You know, there's I think there's a saying in marketing is that creating a good pro- product only gets you halfway there. Yeah. The second half. And I mean literally the second half 
is, yeah. is the marketing. It's how do you get that product in, product in front of people? Yeah. No matter what it is that you do or what you've built. Even if you, you get, get it in, in front of even them? if you get in front of them, how do you make them understand what it is? Like, you know, you, that's yeah. the other thing. It's like you how can you, sell you can it? have yeah. it in front of people, but if people don't know what they're looking at, mm. you know, if it's a, if we're talking about a product, yeah, whatever, and people don't know that there's a problem and this product solves it. Well, if they don't know there's a problem, why are they going to you know have a product? Well, why are they going to do know, a product? And know, there's like, you know there's product. a lot of companies out there who have subpar products but amazing marketing yeah, and, and, and vice versa yeah and it looks you know so for me it's not a very fun process but it's a learning process and I'm, it is necessary in order for me to get this out so let's say my opinions on on the numbers on my youtube channel is, is quite low i think it's i think i've just got over a thousand subscribers yes yeah. low and you know I'd... but you got to think about how many how long have you been doing it for now you've got what 11 episodes out mm-hmm so you've been doing it for what? A few months. A few months. Like that's all right in a few months for growth. It's not bad. It's more about the growth than the actual number, right? You know what I mean? Like it's actually about are you continually right. growing right. and getting people in? Yeah. You know, so more I subscribers. Should, but, I, but I should be happy with, the, let's say, for the amount of people who have have seen it and, and have responded positively, thanked me and gotten behind it, yeah. is it's – it's very high. This is, it's, um, I don't know if you want to call it a conversion rate. The conversion rate is yeah. high. And so that says to me that, you know, well, I guess my, my goal here is just to get it exposed. Yeah. And the trouble with that is you don't know who has, who, who could benefit from this. Yeah. And I also asked the question, there's actually a lot of people who, um, who enjoy the series. And they don't have mental health problems yeah. at all. Well, that's like me, you know, like I obviously already know you, so that's mm. why I've got a bit of a connection. But, yep. you know, I've never, I've been lucky never to have any, you know, mental health yep. um, issues. So I've got watching the show has been, you know, it's, it, it is still enlightening for me to see, like I said, someone like yourself who I never would have guessed had depression mm-hmm. to actually being like, well, no, I do. Yep. Like, you know, and I'm just, you know, I've been hiding it or I've got good at hiding it. Yeah. And yeah. and so it sort of like makes me think now, you know, even there's even times where I just actually ask people like, no, like actually how are you doing? Like, you yeah. know, like not not your normal, oh, how are you going? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Not that like, no, actually like. Yeah, yeah. Have you been you eating right? You've been going to the gym, you know, you've been you've been talking, you know, getting out, doing stuff, you know, like yeah. actual ask a heap of questions, not just that then, one, are you okay? That's yeah. that's never enough. You can't just ask that one question, I feel. Well, it's, um, I think that's a challenging question to yeah. ask too. It's like how yeah. do you know, how, how can you warrant whether they're telling you the truth? Yeah, well, I mean, you don't know, but if you, I feel like if you ask someone enough and you show that you care about them enough, that they might, you know, that's better than just Possible. saying, it's better Possible. than saying, oh, how are you doing? You know, you actually ask a bit, oh, they're actually interested in my life. They actually care about how yeah. I'm doing. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of like a little bit more. It could be. It could, yeah. It, it could, be. could be. It depends. Yeah. The thing, when I, when I think back to my darkest, there's absolutely no way possible that I was going to tell anyone. Yeah. So even my own family, my, my brothers, yeah. people who I've, spent my life with I was hiding it from them and they could constantly ask me and I'll constantly tell them the same answer yeah 
So, yeah, I think it's just a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's a good – it's a good topic, especially about uh, surrounding men with the depression, yeah. I would say. There's a stigma about, you know, how it's misunderstood, you know, stop yeah. being a pussy, stop being so Yeah, sad. yeah, harden up, <laughs> like all those sayings. Harden like, up, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, <laughs> and there is that aspect that, that people are trying to kind of push back on. And it, it, but it's also coupled with the thing is depression already compels you to hide it anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like a double, um, it has double the effect of, of trying to hide it. So for men, it's, and this is partially the reason why we, um, you know, our suicide rates are higher and we cope. We, we don't cope with it very well at all yeah. uh, in comparison to, to women. You know. But um, um, I mean, it's good to see that there's a rise of new, new age men. I guess there's, what a really good question, I think, is, well, what do we aim for now? What do men aim for? Yeah. How do we proceed, yeah. you know, if it's not? this old stereotypical yeah. alpha male. Yeah. What is it then? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. That is a good question. Yeah. So I'm still kind of trying to figure that one out myself. Yeah. And, you know, if I can, then I'd love to share insights on that. But yeah. In the meantime, you know, we're all just fumbling about, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Just trying to work it out. Eh? Yeah. Have you got any advice that like, obviously there's lots of, it affects everyone differently, depression, and there's, you know, everyone's, there's, you know, there's heaps of information out there on people who can, you, you know, on on how you can, things that help. Yeah. But look, is I, there anything that you think helps or that helps you specifically? Like, it, yeah. you know, maybe it doesn't help other people, but something that you enjoy yeah. or, or that helps you. Yep, yep, there are. Um I think just starting with the basics yeah. gives you a foundation to, to really start looking at how you can move forward in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about just eating good food yeah. and nutrition, exercise, exercise. Your body. I know yeah. it sounds I've seen Because I've seen some like videos or Instagram story things where you've been like, oh, I was feeling a bit down. I just went to the gym. I feel so much better. Like, yeah, yeah, look, I, I, I genuinely feel like fitness industry are marketing it marketing it all wrong yeah like the benefits for the mental benefits yeah from exercise far far outweigh the physical benefits yeah and it's to the extent that if if there was a drug on the market that could do for the brain what exercise does yeah. it would be the I, number one I take it every drug. day it, it, it would I take it every day you know like that and and that's the truth because yeah. you know, exercise—it doesn't just—it doesn't just, you know, make you look better. Yeah. It it, it reduces stress in your brain and helps you with dealing with stress yeah. situations. For me, it's just it has a really profound effect. Yeah. And sometimes I'll, it, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like completely debilitated because 
for yeah. me, it's a very physical feeling, the pressure. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I've really got to, you know, really, I need to run this out. Yeah. The treaty yeah. and really smash it out. Sometimes it doesn't work, but it's still better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, I, look, I try not to give too much advice. Yeah, yeah, but that helps you exercise and nutrition. Yeah. And just just basic looking after yeah, yourself exactly, in general. But yeah, anyone should this, do. Exactly. Yeah. And I only say this because everyone could actually benefit from yeah. this. Everyone. Yeah. Cover off the basics. You've got yourself a platform to start fighting from, if you know what I mean. And Yeah. Um, I guess another one and piece of advice was be patient. I've, I've fought and lost so many battles. Yeah. But throughout that process, there's a lot of learning that happens. Yeah. It's taken me years to get to where I am now. Yeah. Not clear from depression, but I'm far, far better than I was. Yeah. And I can confidently say that I'm very happy. Yeah. Well, you can happy, come, depressed person. Yeah, happy, depressed person. <laughs> no, such that's, a, that is such the a case. contradiction. That yeah. is the case. But I mean, even to the point where, you know, you can come on here and talk about it in a podcast where, you know, like, yeah. But whereas before, like you said, you wouldn't tell anyone. And now you've got this channel out there and, and you know, it's, it's you know, where's Johnny? It's almost like, well, here's Johnny. This is Johnny, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I think that's, you know, like you said, you've come a long way and you've learned all these things to to be able to be where you are, which is, you know, inspiring for, for hopefully heaps of other people out there, you know? Well, that that was, that's all I could hope. Yeah. You know. Um, that's all it was, really. Yeah, yeah. I'd just hold a lot just of this, hope and a lot of hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I just remember, I just remembered something in the, one of your episodes where you said, I just had this idea and just decided I'd, you know, have a crack sort of thing. Like I remember that from it. And, um, yeah, it's so awesome because that's sort of what a lot of creative things as well have to be. You just have to have a crack. Yeah. You know, with this podcast, I just went, I'll record an episode with someone and then now we're here videoing in the studio, you know. So it's like it's that same thing, like have have an idea work towards it and, and have a crack, you know, so. Well, you know, I learned this, I learned this saying recently when I was over in Bali. I've always said if you, if you don't try, then you'll never know. Yeah. And while I was in Bali, they, it's a more refined, more catchier way that they say yeah. it. And it's just never try, never know. Yeah. And I, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. I love it. Yeah. Love that so much. So let's get back. And let's talk about a bit of your music now because well, that's how I know you from yeah. the music industry. Mm-hmm. So how did you first get into music? Because I know you're in Antiheroes and you're obviously still DJ and stuff. How did you get into uh, music initially? Like what was the first thing you did in music? Was it anything growing I, up? I was in a band. Oh, so growing up. Look, growing up. I've... I haven't seen the last couple <laughs> of your episodes too. you got to watch them. Man. Yeah, I, I kind of, I was going to watch them this morning and I was like, I kind of don't want to, so I'm not, you know, influenced by the last stuff because I want people to go and watch yeah. well, your look, shows. So I don't want to, like, talk about, you know, everything in them too much because, the, you know, I, I want people to actually watch those episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so what I, was your band? I grew up listening to hip-hop, nothing but hip-hop, and then um, I could play the guitar yeah. and then what, 
the one thing I wanted to do was become a musician and the dream that I had yeah, was that I was going to be in this band and it's going to be yeah. on a massive festival stage yeah. and I just... That, you know, that classic. That was it, you know. Everyone's dream but on I, the you stage. Know, I was young. I just finished school and I was like, this Tens of thousands this of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the dream, crowd. mate. The dream. The dream, yeah. We all have that. So that was... That's, that was where it all started. Yeah, and look, I don't want to give too many. So how old were how old were you here when this started? Oh, I was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, and um, the story goes that um, I had some friends picking me up and to, to drive to Brisbane because I was just moving from this shitty little town called Armadale. Uh, Shout out yeah, to yeah. everybody still out there. Shout out Armadale. <laughs> what up? Armadale Massive. Yeah. <laughs> so my mate picked me up. I jumped in the back of the car and and my other mate Rico was in the front seat and he was smoking a bit of weed. He's like, you want a puff? And I said, yeah. So I smoked some weed and then Rod, who was driving, he, he says to me, you going to, are you going to go to the big day out? Because we're we're about big day out. We're, yeah. we're at early January. It was like another month until uh, the old big day out. I didn't even know Jeez. what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was the big day out. He goes, oh, it's this massive festival, and he yeah. started he started explaining what it was, and that triggered this dream of mine because I was high yeah. as a kite sitting yeah. in the back of, of of the car. It was a six hour drive. I I, I daydreamed about what it would be like <laughs> in a band. In the- in the car. On the festival car. stage for six hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Came out of my dream and we were in, um, we'd made it to Brisbane already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dope. <laughs> and so what, how did it start then? So that was the first idea of the dream. Yep. And then what? how did you join the band? Was it with these boys in, that were picking you up? I got lucky. Not? No. Well, yes. Yeah. They were. They, they were. Them, you yeah. know, Rico was already a drummer. Yeah. I could play the guitar a bit. Um, Rod was um, he was like bongo drumming hippie kind yeah. of guy, and we're yeah, like, yeah. oh, we actually said no, nah, we don't want bongos in our. Band. <laughs> we said no, nah, we don't want you actually. <laughs> we don't want no bongos in our band. And you're like, oh, you can have some little ones, but we're not going <laughs> to mic them up. You just be out like ornamental drummer, but he's a good mate, and he yeah, kept yeah. turning up to our gigs with his. I've got my bongos, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, right, I jump on the you stage. Jump on, so yeah. he just there's kept, a ring in. He kept turning up, and he was always on the stage with us with our band, and we didn't tell him to go away because we loved him. <laughs> he was the ring in. <laughs> he was the random, and so like he played a almost every gig that we. <laughs> <laughs> so he was. He actually was part of the band. Well, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because he, um, he was always yeah, there. Yeah. Did he? Did he ever like have any like mad? bongo solos like it just like breaks out and everyone's like what's going on and he's just like going ham on the bongo nah. <laughs> just mad bongo solo no nah, he was actually pretty good with blend to be honest he's good he's a good player yeah he yeah knew how to blend in and, and yeah. not, not be over the top yeah yeah um and we we joked around a lot yeah yeah band, and we, we we weren't too serious about things and all, more so we just kind of all picked on each other and yeah we'd sometimes just Keep telling Rod that he's not in the van. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the band, Rod. I don't know why you keep turning up to rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, but the truth was that he was in the band. Yeah, yeah, he actually was. Even though we never said that he was yeah, in the band. Yeah, yeah. And we also told him that he's not in the band. Yeah, yeah. So, Every- yeah, the words, you're not in the band, didn't 
match the actions yeah, and yeah. not being in the band. He was he was entirely in the band. In the yeah, band yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, dope. So the band um what hip hop stuff? Oh, it ended up being huge argument. Because <laughs> everyone's idea different. of what we were gonna sound like was different. It was a six yeah. piece band. Yeah, DJ. that's a problem. Too many people. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well we let see uh, my youngest brother Pat, we let him just be in the band because we felt like ah, uh, we don't want to leave Pat out. Yeah, yeah. So you can be in the band too, Pat. <laughs> <You're in> the- <laughs> <laughs> just everyone, just pulling everyone into yeah, the band. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was cool because he had some talent. He yeah, could yeah. Sing. He could sing and he developed his talent throughout being in the band. And he, yeah. He could rap and I, he, I could show him how to do some rapping. And I was, yeah. I was on the guitar and rapping and we had a bass guitar, DJ. And we ended up being some sort of rock rap kind of group. Yeah. If, if you were to label it, you'd say New Metal, or if you were to look at bands that you could put us next to, you, you'd, you'd say, oh, it's kind of like Linkin Park. It's kind of okay, like Rage yeah, Against yeah. the Machine. It's yeah. kind of like uh, Limp Biscuit. But if you look at those bands individually, they're very different from each other. Yeah, but, but I, see can, what, I see what you mean. You can see mean, how that, they can all kind sort of, of vibe, sit within, yeah, yeah. in that same kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, my biggest influence was, you know, Rage Against the Machine. It was Zach Delarocca. He was just, yeah. you know, I always watched his his um, videos before going on stage and just go, yeah, this man, I want to be like this guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that went really well, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. That's what you meant to say. It was fun. Look, there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And yeah. if you want to see what happened, go to uh, my YouTube channel. With oh, Johnny. the episode. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a plug right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. So that was how you started playing guitar and that. So how did you how did you get into the whole DJ sort of scene and stuff? Because obviously you said you had a DJ in the group, so there's a little bit of a did you learn anything yeah, like, there when you were doing that band? Yeah, I was, DJing I, there? I was always kind of having um, playing around with the decks and yeah. we were doing um, not not mixing much but scratching and, and so vinyl, beat juggling, vinyl, yeah, yeah, yeah stuff like yeah. that. Getting, really technical with it but I got I'll tell you how I got into DJing yeah I started another band called Anti Heroes yeah and in that band I did all the production yeah and the MCing so um I did all the the programming of of how the music fits together and yeah. I'd build it up and then I'd break it down and distribute the parts and because we were this like Anti Heroes is like it's a DJ hybrid band we've got yeah, two DJs a, yeah we've got a drummer, drummer. And I was triggering samples on a sample machine and I was the MC as the front man as well who would yeah. engage the crowd and that's yeah. kind of how the dynamic worked. Yeah. So who, who was in that group? Because it was yourself. I know Charlie. Charlie Hustle. Rico. Rico. Woodsy and myself. Yeah. Woodsy and myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and see, we, we, formed that, we actually formed that group um, just for um, kind of like for fun. And we thought maybe we could get could be fun. Yeah. Maybe someone might give us some money, yeah, to play. Make mm-hmm. like a hundred dollars. That would be great for a show. And then a couple of beers. Divide that by four. Yeah, Twenty five dollars yeah. each. Oh man, we could buy two and a half beers each. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to go too far into the story if I'm going to give away some. Um, yeah, don't, don't because, go too far into because we're um, actually about to get into that. But because yeah, that's what your show is going to be. But on, I'll, but... I'll move forwards into how I became a DJ. Yeah, that? yeah. Um, I wasn't a DJ at yeah. all. I kind of 
was near a lot of DJs. Yeah, you could yeah. You were DJ adjacent. I was near, <laughs> I was DJ adjacent, <laughs> close enough to DJs to yeah. maybe appear like one. So it's yeah, yeah. a friend of a friend, like a guy who posted like, hey, looking for a DJ who could do this. And I just kind of put my hand up to like, yeah, hey man, yeah, what about me? And he never asked if I was a DJ. He wouldn't say I can do it if I'm not a DJ. Yeah, he might have thought, oh, well, you know, he's really close to DJ. He's DJ Jason. He's DJ Jason. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he can. Yeah. And I think I was close enough to kind of get away with that. Yeah. So I got the job. Then I was like, fuck, I need to learn how to DJ. I need to know how to use all this equipment that I've never used before. So yeah. I was like, um, I kind of put this music together. And it was kind of like, well, I, how am I going to fill out an hour set or an hour and a half? Yeah. Put all this music together. I thought, okay, this this sh- should work. Um, and I got I got to the venue and the DJ playing before me, I was I had to ask him. I was like, oh, how do I plug this in? He's like, oh, you just do this and you do that. And I said, well, can you just set my gear up for me? So he's like, yeah. And so <laughs> I just, yeah, because I didn't know how to plug it in. Yeah. So I got the previous DJ to set me up. Yeah. And then he he took off, and I was like, okay, um, I've got to try and do this. And yeah, I just started DJing yeah. in the club in front of people. Yeah, and that's where my learning to DJ began. So it started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it was just playing around, like you know, like you said, like just here and there scratching, trying yeah, to do well, stuff like, in the band. What, I could only do a bit of scratching here and there. It had nothing to do with music selection. Yeah, reading crowds, which is yeah. everything that DJing is, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's what matters. Exactly what it is, yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it, even then, I didn't know how to use CDJs. Yeah. Um, so I had this pre planned set. Yeah. You had it all ready. Yeah, yeah. And this I, song, then this song. Then yeah, this yeah. Song. Which I was. Did you even had it to the point where, like, at two minutes 20, start the, you know, like, pretty much. Finish, start the stage. Almost, set. yeah. You need to start it at two minutes 20 and then I've got to mix it out by three minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I start playing the set, and it goes off. Everyone is just like, yeah, this this new DJ is amazing. Yeah. And it went straight to my head. And I was like, yeah, I got like, this. Yeah, I'm the man. I got oh, this. Man. You're like, I'm going to be on that main stage at Big Day Out Yeah, one yeah. Day. <laughs> and then following that, management were really cool to me. Everyone was like, yeah, John's the man. And like, everyone's so glad that this new DJ's come in out of yeah. nowhere. And fresh, fresh vibe. Fresh vibes and it. everything. Everyone loves it, yeah. A few months go by and I'm turning up to the same venue with the same songs and the same ah. set. <laughs> Every <laughs> week I kept playing the same shit. Yeah. And it just stopped working. And everyone's like, you know, the, the vibe from the people, they're just kind of looking at me like, oh, I don't like it's it. the same as last. And then following that, you've got management going, hey, man, like, you want to pick the vibe up or something? Like, you want to switch it up? And I couldn't. Because, yeah, you just didn't have didn't the music. How. But I also didn't learn how to properly DJ. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought, no, look, I've already got the solution. I don't need to. I've got the I've set. I've got this pre-played set. It's, I've got this, this set's banging. It's, it's, it's a banging set. I don't need to change yeah. it ever. Yeah, yeah. All I do is turn up, play the set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Collect my money. Everyone thanks me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're awesome. Uh, thanks. I'll be here next weekend. So, yeah, following that, I got fired. Yeah. And that was my first lesson. Be a real DJ. Yeah, yeah. Or you be get a real fired. DJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be a real DJ. Well, yeah. you get fired. So yeah, yeah, I had to figure out music. Following that, I had to re-try and get back into the game. Yeah. And say, oh yeah, no, 
just finished up a residency at this place. Yeah. Applied for another place. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was a very big lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, yeah. um, so this was before, because I remember you and Ruben used to have a little collab. Is that right? Yep, yep. For a little that, bit. We started um, just looking at just producing it? Fly Flamingo. That's right, Fly Flamingo. Yeah, we, we started pr- production and, and yeah. we just wanted to make, wanted to make really cool bass music. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that go? Because that, that lasted a little bit and then you guys went your own ways, I suppose. I'll be honest. It was, I feel like the music we were making was really good. Yeah. But we had our heads stuck in the ground. We had the wrong ideas with how to proceed. Or at least not necessarily the wrong ideas. It's just that we chose, we probably made the wrong choices with how to proceed the industry. Yeah. If you look at how the industry is constantly changing yeah. and where the industry is now, we we had we had a bunch. We were talking with a lot of industry people. We had labels that were interested in what we were developing, and they were engaged with labels with um with AR. Yeah, is it AR or PR? PR. Yeah, we're engaged with labels and yeah, and A and R. A and R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, cool. We really like the song. It's just not quite exactly there. Maybe if you make it. To like this, then yeah. we can go ahead and we'll release this, and we can yeah, we yeah. can do this with all, all these promises. And we'd be like, okay, let's do that. We'd change the song, and then we'd come back to them and go, hey, we've changed it. What do you think? And then we'd just get like no response. We'd get completely ignored, ghosted. Yeah. And then we'd just get the runaround, and we constantly yeah. got the runaround. Yeah. We kept. We kept kind of adhering to all these other opinions about how they think our music should be. Yeah. And we um, we just thought that that maybe this is the way that things go. You yeah. know, you compromise on some things and it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. It's got to fit their brand as well. Well, you know, it is a process and yeah. it does work for, for many established artists. Yeah, know. yeah. But... It just wasn't the case for us. We just all we got was the runaround, and nothing came out. We ended yeah. up releasing nothing. But it's like you just got to get that first foot in the door, isn't it? A lot of the times, like, yeah. And yeah. then they'll trust you afterwards. Like, oh yeah, we'll do it. Like you know, yeah. But even now, it's like if you were to ask me, how how do you go about the industry? How do you go about releasing songs? And how do you start tracking and building your career? It's a good question because um, I think we're now in an era that you you don't even you don't even give them to label. Yeah, you don't have to. Well, what do you need them for? Yeah. What are they going to do for you? Yeah. It's not what they used to do for you. Not at all. So, yeah. Um, I, I read this on the internet. I think my friend Arlo posted this. You know, yeah. Artists don't break anymore. Mm. They build. Yeah. And that is to say that you, you can build it yourself. You can build your own mm. audience and there's the the internet's there. You've got these all these platforms and mm. it's you've got Instagram, you've got YouTube, you've got so many ways to connect and yeah, and create careers from. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because you don't need someone to print the CDs or the records anymore, you know, like for the label, they used to engage the distributors and the people who would actually press the vinyl and make the CDs and send them to the stores yeah. and all that. You don't need any of that stuff anymore. So yeah. you don't need this huge investment 
into being able to get your music out there. You can just put it out. Yeah. Like, you know? But it also means there's a lot less money. There's a lot less money in the game. Yeah. Because people are just not paying for music what it used to cost. Like most people nowadays, like the only people who buy music are DJs. You know? Or, you know, do they really buy it? <laughs> well, that's, that's the a- thing because you're all on promo and, like, you know, people send and, you oh, know, yeah, send know. promos or you just hit up artists. But, well, like, who buys music now? Like, do you know anyone in your in your life that's not a DJ who actually buys songs? Let, let's just how say. How many people? Let's like, just leave it many. at this. No matter how hard the labels and the industry try to stop people from getting music for free. Yeah. They've never been able to do that. Everything yeah. I possibly want right now for free is just a few clicks away. Uh, except the remix I'm working on that's nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But but you get what I mean. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know anything, what you mean. Though. I mean, anything yeah. you want, man. Anything you know, digital. You don't even need to buy anything and you can still consume it for free legally. I mean, you just look it up. Yeah. There you go. It's on YouTube. Hit play. There you go. Yeah. You've got it. That's it. Yeah. That's legal. Yeah. There's no money in it anymore. So I, I have no idea where the industry could possibly go from here. It's just more about that light, those live shows and the tours and stuff now. Like that's where our big artists make their money. Well, big artists make money off off streams and stuff. But yeah. like a lot of the money these days is the touring and the, you know, like playing gigs. Well, the big artists, money. big artists don't need help. But no, it's it's the case that success success breeds success. Mm. Have you heard of the Pareto dis- distribution? Yeah, I think so. It's basically everyone at the top gets everything, and then yeah. everyone beneath them gets nothing. Yeah, I'll use a different genre instead of music. Look at books, for example. Yeah. If you look at a, a bookstore, you walk into the bookstore front and center. There's going to be a thousand books from Stephen King. Yeah, because that's a name that we know, and there's. There's maybe five other authors that we all know yeah. Um, who fit onto that rack. Yeah. They get everything. They get all the real estate of, yeah. of, of books. The marketing, the foot traffic, everything. Correct. Yeah. yeah. They get the lot. And everyone beneath that gets nothing. Yeah. And it's the same for everything, I yeah. think. Well, music's no different. Yeah. I think. It would be nice if there were if there were if there was, you know, the distribution was more spread where there there was more for the middle ground and yeah. and more opportunities. But it, it's um, this pattern is repeats for everything. But it's with that marketing. It's about like maybe if everyone had the same amount of dollars marketing dollars behind them the best music would actually go to the top. Not just the big guys, you it's know what possible. I mean? possible. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors. Some some people are just lucky. Yeah. Sometimes some people would just happen to be first. Yeah. PewDiePie. Yeah. You know, he's got 100 million subscribers on, on YouTube. YouTube, yeah, And yeah, he yeah. was just one of the first guys to do pretty yeah. well and now he's oh, 100 million subscribers. That's so many. Is that 100 million? Yeah. It's a lot. Fuck. I'm sure, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Like, you, and can you think about how many, like, if you There's had no a, competing with that. Can you, can you imagine, like, I always think about this when you see, like, something has that many views. It's like, could you imagine that many people, like, sitting in a stadium watching that at one time? Like, you think about 100 million people. Oh, 
Like that's not even a state. Like you can't fit that in the stadium. You know what I mean? But mm. like to try and physically think of how many people that is and picture it, hundred million is just that's ridiculous. Yes. How do you even picture that? Like I can't. That's five. I couldn't as- even picture a million people. It's five Australians. Yeah, it's five Australians subscribing <laughs> to PewDiePie while he sits in his room. Five Australians talking about the bullshit he talks about. You know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's. Yeah, it's funny. It's hilarious, and it's but it's just like all he does is really sit there and talk to a camera. Yeah, and five Australians love that. Five Australians, five Australians. Everything's going to be in, in multiples of Australia now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, but it's crazy when I when you try and like picture, you know, like, and I try and do it um, for things because, like, you know, my music doesn't get heaps of plays. Like, my music doesn't get heaps of plays, but I think this year I got, like, 16,000 plays, you know, on a couple of my tracks. And I was, like, just trying to picture 16,000 people in a space listening to that at once. It's, like, that's actually a lot of people, you know, like, when you think about it, like, in a space. Like, we never – we just see the numbers on the screen and it's, like, oh, it's this many. But if you actually try and picture what that looks like, that many people – that's a lot of people, you know, like. Yeah, it, it is. It depends what you consider a lot. Mm. I mean, you're right. If you put 16,000 people right next to each other, that's a lot. It's a lot of people, yeah, yeah. But that's why I try and, like, choose to think of it like that. Yeah. Whenever I see numbers on things, I'm like, oh, well, there's that many people just sitting there. Like, if they were all came, you know, at one time in one spot, it's actually a lot of people, you mm. know. Yeah, yeah. But then when you see it against, you compare it to other people's numbers and stuff, you're like, like 100 million, you're like. And oh. we're, we're talking subscribers. Yeah, yeah, that's not even, yeah, yeah, that's not even views, out. that's subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, which is like mental, but. And then, um, so like you started in music, obviously, you started DJing. Yep. Let's get back to the DJing stuff because I want to focus on that for a little bit. Um, you, you started DJing. Where did you start sort of playing around once you sort of became a bit more established? Like where were the places you were hitting up and playing back in the day? Uh, Was it like smaller bars and venues and stuff or kind of vibes? Kind of. You oh, know, the, the industry is quite peculiar. Sometimes it's it, it's it's not necessarily how how much talented you are yeah. or more talented yeah. than the next guy. Yeah. Um, it's it's the classic. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah. That's with everything, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. A lot, well, mo- a seems, lot of things. It seems really prominent, Yeah, at least within our local scene. Because yeah. no one cares how good you are. Yeah. Unless someone... They know can vouch for you. Yeah, to say you're good. Their word. Yeah, it's the connection to their word. If I go, hey man, yeah, this dude's cool. He won't even ask you to listen to what you've got because I said it was cool. It's word I trust. Yeah, that's how you get in. Yeah. So let's say if I had a new DJ come up to me and say, hey John, how do I get into the DJ scene? Yeah, I would say, man, I don't know. I don't know how you get into it. Yeah, you need to know someone. You need as far as I know. Make friends with. People in the industry. Yeah. I yeah, got yeah. lucky. I got lucky. Yeah. That's the case. Yeah. I um, leveraged a name from my previous 
DJ hybrid band. Yeah. I was adjacent to DJs. DJ adjacent. That's so a new term. Was DJ I was adjacent. DJ adjacent. Was DJ adjacent. Enough, <laughs> enough for it to be assumed that I can DJ. Yeah, yeah. And my my learning how to become a DJ happened in a club. Yeah. Not at home. Yeah. So there's nothing for you to learn from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to say. If you How can you pull do? it, if no, you can no. pull it off, let us know. If you can be DJ adjacent and pull it off, let us, <laughs> let us know. Uh, um, but but like, where were you? Where did you start out playing and stuff? Like some of the venues you used to play at. Was there any? Oh look, let's say when, when we were doing our DJ band. Yeah, anti heroes. Anti heroes. Yeah, we, we toured a lot. We we ended up we ended up bypassing a lot of um, the the classic. Um, route that you would work your way up to. You yeah. know, it's kind of like the goal is, oh, I hope I work my way up to one day standing on a stage and f- seeing a f- of yeah. a festival in front of these massive crowds. Yeah, we got really lucky. We we yeah. bypassed that whole thing. We we just made this video of this is what I think we want to do. Yeah, we just recorded ourselves drumming and and doing mm. um putting these samples together i remember seeing that video and we're like oh yeah think, yeah yeah gave it to one of our mates charlie he was already an established dj yeah. at oh hello at the time yeah charlie Hustle. and yeah. he just kind of like oh yeah put it onto the internet and so he was at least connected to enough people in the industry to have yeah the right eyes on what we did yeah, yeah. created and that spread around really quickly yeah in front of the right people yeah the right people saw it yeah it wasn't Huge with lots of numbers, but the right people saw it. Yeah. And so, if I'm honest, our very first contract was um, Charlie. Charlie's like, hey, John. He calls me up. We've got our first booking. Guess who it is? I'm like, who? He's like, Stereo Sonic. Fuck off, really? Not even <laughs> Stereo. 100%. You ask him. That's so sick. Oh. First booking, Stereo Sonic. That was our very first That's contract. That's huge. I'll be honest, it wasn't our first gig. It was our first booking. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like a few months down. Yeah. And then yeah. we were like, fuck, what do we do? Do we do, do it or do we do it? Or do we don't do it? It's like, do we do it or not? Oh, well, we've never played before. We're like stroking our chins. We're like, fuck, of course we do it. Of course we do it. <laughs> you get asked to play at Stereo. You we're say, like, yeah, yes. Let's do it. Yeah, so yeah. we weren't ready, but we, 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 um, we accepted that. And then. How was that gig? Well, following that, what we did was. We're like, well, we need we need practice. We need to at least do our first gig somewhere local, at least in front of in a club, so yeah. we can kind of figure out, yeah, how to proceed. <laughs> how do you play? How do we <laughs> play? Oh, we got stereo. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they also put us on the bass stage. It wasn't like this little local side tent. So it was like a dope little man. They put stage. us on the bass stage on a good stage. Yeah, and we're like, fuck. All right, righto. What year was this? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. That see, look. So from that, like I said, yeah. we had, we had leverage with yeah. the reputation of that. We played it, and Sarah, this is yeah. what made being DJ Jason acceptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh man, I played stereo. <laughs> I didn't DJ, but I played it. Yeah, I was put me on the bill. I was very close to some DJs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, 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 and so. That's sort of like you guys played that stereo gig, and then what? Like, how? oh no! Look, look that first that summer we played every single festival on on, on the route. We did we did future music, stereo, big day out, 
summer field days. So you've already lived your dreams. You lived your your dream in the back of that car. Spoiler alert! Of yes, playing big day out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came That's to dope. me without trying. Like yeah. I said, we we didn't. We actually didn't intend the creation of any heroes. This group, there was no intention behind what we're trying to do with this. Yeah. It wasn't this. Just like let's get together and make some music. There wasn't an overarching goal. Overarching yeah. goal. The truth is, I'd been playing in a band, and bands have to play in band venues, and it's just hard to get people through the door. Yeah, and you, we stand there and we see these massive lineups to walk into the club. I'm like, what? Yeah. They're all lined up just to see some guy standing. Pressing some buttons. They didn't even buttons. write the songs. Yeah, yeah. Here we are out that here. That classic. Doing our best, writing these songs, refining our craft, learning these instruments and, yeah. you know, like writing everything. And no one's booking us. <laughs> and and we, we're struggling to get these yeah, yeah. heads through the door and that's just the business. So we're like, okay, yeah. well, if all the people go in there, why don't we go in there too? Maybe we should get in front of those people. And this was where the idea of any heroes would be. And I yeah, thought, well, yeah. well, let's just do it for fun. Yeah, maybe we can make money because if there's a lot of people going there, that means it's got to be a lot more money in it. And that's where the hundred dollars came from. <laughs> the hundred bucks that you could spare, yeah. you could split between the four of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting because I never knew that you um, that you didn't DJ before Anti Heroes. I, I sort of assumed that you had done a bit of DJing stuff before then. You know. I guess Fairly it's just because I saw you DJ adjacent that DJ I assumed that you, I assumed that you had played like stuff before then. Yeah. So, what about production then? Because you said that you would produce all of those stuff for the antiheroes and then break it down into the parts for people to play. Well, I became a producer through recording a band. Okay, so you took on that sort of role. Yeah, recording and the band. yeah. It's a bit harder because you record instruments and there's a real craft with, with that yeah yeah to, recording's totally different to just producing yeah, yeah i mean nowadays you don't really need, need to record much because there's the technology is just awesome yeah you know you stuff can, in your laptop you can, you can emulate full drum kits yeah because of the way they've processed recording these full drum kits and yeah samples and yeah it's just phenomenal what it's you can do yeah, yeah yeah and so i, I utilize some of that yeah um but you know other things you absolutely cannot emulate is the sound of a guitar. Yeah, yeah, there's certain things. And yeah, you can't yeah. get that human element of the way they pluck deep strings, uh, strings differently, yeah. you know, like. So we recorded this album in, in a garage and it came out really good. Yeah, yeah. And from that I'd, I'd just constantly been learning and refining that craft and so yeah. getting into the DJing side of things, it was, it was a smooth transition Still an entire new world of music to learn, like producing yeah, yeah. Um, dance music and stuff, which I've never done before. So yeah. I, I still had to go through growing pains of figuring out what that could be, and that means fumbling and making bad songs yeah, as well. Yeah, as everyone has done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, that journey led led me in all the way into how – when, when I got into production with Fly Flamingo with Ruben. Yeah, yeah. By that point, I was, I guess you could say, finally ready to produce songs that were... Competent. Good, yeah, good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so were you just self-taught then? You didn't actually... Yeah, self-taught. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't go and learn anywhere or anything like that? I no, but I had a mentor. I had an yeah. online mentor. 
who yeah. he doesn't know that. But it's just a guy who has a YouTube channel. His name is Dave Pensado. His oh, channel Pensado. Is, Pensado's place? Pensado's place. Yeah. But okay. the reason he's my mentor is because he's one of the top three oh, it's massive. engineers of, of the United States. He's massive. Yeah. But yeah. did you of know? The world probably. Like but did huge. you know yeah. he is self-taught? Yeah, I, I would believe that. He self-taught. I would believe that. And this is what gave me the confidence. Like, well, you're, if you're already the god of production and, yeah. and sound engineering, and, you're and you've taught yourself, yeah. that makes me believe that not only am I learning from the right person, but I can at least achieve some level of competence in the field. Yeah. Because you are, you're an example. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, that's dope. So you just used to watch heaps of Pensado. Oh, a lot, but like not not just him. A lot. Of, yeah, yeah, other online stuff. But the the point that he's you know, one of the top three engineers and he's self-taught. Yeah. That just gave me all the confidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, man, like I'm so excited to see the rest of this series. Like um, there's a few episodes I still need to catch up on and then you've got you should. You've got another four coming. Yep. For um, this. What's, four, what's... Look, there's actually another, yeah, at least another four. Yeah. I'll be honest, um, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to to finish it off because yeah. I've recorded a whole bunch of stuff. And I will say this. You would not believe how it finishes. Okay, good. Uh, it, I hope in a good way. What I mean is... I hope in a good way. What I mean is obviously I couldn't believe... I had no idea where it was going yeah. while I was filming it. Yeah. Because this is my life. I'm yeah. living it out right now. Yeah, as it's happening. I don't know what's going to happen next or tomorrow. Yeah, you can't yeah. see the future. Yeah, yeah. All I could do was hit record with, with some things that were happening in my life at the yeah. time. And it led me to a place that by the time it had happened, yeah, blew my mind. Yeah. And that's all I can say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't say any more because yeah, yeah, well, I can't okay. wait till it comes out. That's exciting. Um, I did just want to touch on too, there was like, and I won't say exactly what it is, but I loved your mum's response to when you told her about your depression. Yeah. Like what she said to you, like the first sort of thing she said to you. I don't want to give it away for anyone who's who's listening. Um, I'll tell you after, but like I was like, that's that's really like really awesome. Um, what she said. You're like trying to think. You're like, well, what did she say now? No, I know exactly. You sort what of she know said. what she said. Yeah, I yeah. do. But I, it was also for me. It's interesting. It was actually yeah. enlightening for me because I because, already yeah. thought I knew what she would say and how yeah. she would react. But you were wrong, right? I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. So we don't want to give that away. So and you can't. You have to watch the. Was it that number three? Was it three or four? Yeah, third or four. Yeah. But yeah, in, yeah. in hindsight. After I got her response, I felt like an idiot because I was thinking, yeah. well, well, why wouldn't I have considered yeah, that? Maybe yeah, that yeah. was a possibility yeah, or yeah. even a probability. So, but, yeah, I found that because I, I was like, because, like, you know, there's a big build-up to the episode, you know, like it's sort of a build-up to I'm going to tell my mum for the first time. And I think I was like, I was worried. I was watching. I was like, oh, no, like what's going to happen? And, yeah, then, yeah. and then the response was just really um, – yeah, really good to hear, you know, like, well, the way she, yeah, yeah, we're like talking around it here. <laughs> like, we don't want to give it away because it's a really good episode. So make sure you um, definitely go out and see it. So after you do these 15 episodes or however long this season of it goes for, what's next? Because you can't stop. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, yeah, look, I'm, 
um, I've got a lot of things. I've got ideas that I want to put into practice. Yeah. And part of, you know, initiating new ideas means to start from scratch and another yeah. and another something, and hopefully I can get good at that as well. Yeah. But um, look, all I know right now is that social media has <clears throat> has been for once working. Really well for me. Yeah. When it used to ice make me feel isolated. Now I'm using it. Yeah. To connect. To connect. And that's what the internet connect. was created for originally. Yeah. And so now I'm looking at new ways instead of not just YouTube. And YouTube is generally a long form piece of content yeah. and how to do that in shorter shorter ways. And yeah. And also a bit of TikTok channel, maybe uh, possibly. That's that's massive at the moment, eh? It is, it is. It's got a phenomenal organic reach. And I know that you uh, follow a lot of Gary Vee's stuff, so um, oh, he yeah. talks about about TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. So there's a lot to learn. I mean, yeah, there's a phenomenal amount to learn and get get my head around Hit everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to try stuff and, and see how that goes. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm really not sure where I'm going to end up. Yeah. yeah. Man, you could do a dope travel vlog. Where's Johnny? <laughs> you could travel all over the world. And be like, Where's Johnny? Oh, now we're in the Maldives, or you know, wherever it is. Like, I don't know. But the the name has that option there. You know, like the name sort of has that. Like, could be where's Johnny? And it's like, well, now I'm over here doing this or whatever. You well, know. look, my my idea was I've I've been trying to save to go traveling because I yeah. just feel like I want to take that journey. Yeah, yeah. self discovery. Well, that'd be a cool. That could that. just be a season. Well, I'd look. Don't have any money, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how we'll see how it ends up going. But, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. you could do little different seasons of things you're, you know, well, nothing's interested off the in. table. Nothing's off. Yeah, the table. yeah. So it's open. You like. So you just sort of, I did think I was going to do that. It still might happen if we yeah. can get some money, but it wouldn't be a travel. It wouldn't be a travel vlog. That's for sure. Oh no! But like you're just going around and you know going around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome, man. So anything else big coming up? Any gigs playing that you're excited for? Because you still play around like Excargo, Prohibition, a few other sports. I don't have any exciting gigs coming up. No, <laughs> not at all. No, what, what are you, Very what are you doing on New Year's? Now, are you doing anything to... on New Year's? Yeah, um, playing just playing at Excargo. Yeah, cool. And, um, you know, New Year's Eve is going to be pretty big. It's big everywhere. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. Depends what you, wanted, what you want your New Year's Eve to be like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, if I had the night off, let's just say I wouldn't go out to the clubs. It just yeah, it gets pretty pretty full on. I reckon the best thing on New Year's Eve, like no disrespect to the, all the clubs, I love yous, but like a house, a good house party. Yeah, you can't beat a good house party on New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, there's no lines at the bar. If you want to go home, yeah. there's not a huge taxi line. Yeah, I'm, you know what I mean. Like there's so many benefits. All the benefits. You know, every year I'm sitting at home just waiting for that invitation. Yeah, yeah. So if <laughs> you've got a dope house party, um, invite me and Johnny out to it um, in the new year. But it never so. comes and so we just go to work. And, you know, also coins. also something like camping, something like that. That's really fun too. Just guys, with a heap of mates. Yeah, still waiting for the invite. Still waiting for the invite. So if anyone wants to invite uh, me and Johnny to uh, go camping or, or do um, – a mad house party. It's got to be a good house party, though. It can't yeah, be like yeah. a. Just it can't put, be like five years playing board games. Put right? it forward to us. We'll consider it. We'll consider it, and we'll get <laughs> back to you. We'll let you know. Don't call me. Uh, we'll call you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, man. Thank Let's you, mate. Give us a little cheers.
Cheers. Um, Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the channel. Um, love everything it's about. Um, and I even sent it. I tried to. I tried to get it to Alex, Alice in Wonderland, because she's all about. Because she suffers with anxiety and depression and stuff as well. Oh, okay. So I was so like I was like, oh, okay, if right. she saw yeah. it. I'm sure that she would share the shit out of it, you know, like she's all about that life, like, you know, like being real honest about stuff. But Yeah, well, you know, that would have been, could have been nice. Look, I've actually yeah. been shared by a number of people with very large social media platforms. Yeah, yeah. There's some some girl, what's her name, a Hollywood actress. Um, fuck, I should know this. Well, I'm not going to know it because I don't know who shared it for. I, you did tell me someone. Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, I know the her name's the just movie. not common, so I don't remember it. Yeah. Everyone else who follows her. Anyway, she's got she's got she's a, been sharing it. She's got a Twitter account that has two and a half million followers and yeah. she, she posted my trailer trailer going, Oh, you know, this looks really cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And I've had like I've had I've actually had uh have you heard of Amity Affliction? Yeah. Pretty big band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their lead singer Joel reached out to me. So like, hey mate, my name's Joel, I'm from Amity Affliction. I think what you're doing is really cool. And it's awesome. I'd like, if you can give me a photo and a blurb, I'd like to post this to my networks. And yeah, yeah, like to that. try and get you a bit of... It's, it's really cool to get people who have these big platforms and their real stage of influence, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's admirable to see people like that taking the initiative. Yeah, the initiative. caring. Well, they're taking they the initiative care. to do something and, and help, yeah. at least, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's cool. So yeah, if anyone famous wants to talk <laughs> <Yeah>. to me, <laughs> if you got any following and you can help <laughs> us out, let's get out because it's a great message. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, great content. Someone who's done it, taught themselves, put it out. Um, you know, to me, it's um, you know, it's a bit of an inspiration to see someone, you know, yeah. being like I said, so raw, um, teaching themselves and just having having a go at putting it out there. So I I really do. I love it. I love everything about it, man. It, it's um, it's great. So thank you. Keep it I up. Appreciate that. Yeah, keep it up, man. All right. Um, where can we find you on all your socials? So so we can go. Is it just where's Johnny on most things? Where's Johnny? Um, yeah. and that's what it is on Instagram. Well, I know. Website where's Johnny.com.au. Yeah. Or just search for where's Johnny on YouTube. Yeah. I'll put some links in the notes, show notes for you and stuff. Yeah. I I, pre- I prefer using or engaging with. Instagram the most so yeah. at where's Johnny with three N's I know someone else uh, so it's hard to get the good handle you know yeah but um yeah yeah cool. follow me and I'll follow you back awesome alright thanks guys for um, tuning in this is the first video podcast um, so hopefully it uh, it turned out well but yeah thanks for coming in man cheers man and um yeah hopefully everyone get out there and support where's Johnny thanks guys there we go, guys. Uh, really great episode there. You know, quite emotional at times. Um, I definitely, there was times where I was definitely feeling things um, while sitting there with John. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it's amazing to see uh, someone open up as much as he does and be so public about his struggles and sort of w- what his uh, journey has been. So I really appreciate uh, John for coming on the show and everything he's doing to really help Um, you know, push this openness about mental health and talking about things like that.
So as I said at the start, if you do need to talk to someone, make sure you please do just call Lifeline on 131114. And if you need any help there, maybe make sure you do that, please. So please go and watch the show. It's really great. Um, it's really great content as in terms of the production, like I, just that alone blew me away. Um, but you know, the message and the, the rawness that John, uh, really shows in this is, is really comes through and it's really, um, it's really touching. And, you know, I, as I said in the podcast, I've teared up over many episodes, um, so make sure you go and check it. Just look on YouTube, Where's Johnny? You should be able to find that quite easy. Uh, we'll have some links in the show notes to the show. So if you want to find it that way, just make sure you click on the show notes. If you want to follow Johnny on Instagram, it's just Where's Johnny. It's actually got three N's though. So it's W-H-E-R-E-S-J-O-N-N-N-Y. So you can find him there on Instagram. Should just be able to search for Where's Johnny on Facebook and that will come up quite easy. As I said, if you want to look the show up on his channel, it's Where's Johnny. So it's just W-H-E-R-E-S space J-O-N-N-Y. So go check it out. Watch all the episodes. Share it with your friends. Share it with everyone. We need to get the word out about this. And I think the message is just amazing and I love everything that John's doing at the moment so make sure you get behind it and support it. Make sure you're following me on all platforms at BoyKingKoi on everything. I'm super easy to find. Make sure you get out there and support the podcast. Share it, like, rate, review. It all helps and I really appreciate everyone who has gone to the effort to rate and review. Um, It just makes it easy for other people to find the podcast when they're searching for it Uh, and I really appreciate all all your efforts guys. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Definitely have another one next week with a really cool guest. I'm really excited about the next one. Um, So, yeah. So, as always, I hope you're having a great day or night, wherever you are, and I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.